Hello and welcome to another episode of Train Talk. Welcome back. Today we're going to run through the week's latest, uh, biggest news stories, as we always do. And then we're going to have an interview with the creator of the Instagram account, uh, British Railway Features. Um, And then hopefully we're going to have a a fair amount of time to run through some of uh, the month's biggest uh, stories that have happened in the heritage sector of the railway. So that will hopefully have a good bit of time to to go into some depth in some of these stories, run through some magazines and also through uh, the websites that provide these kind of news stories as well. Um, So all that's to come and we hope you enjoy the episode. But for now, let's move on to the headlines. The headlines. Avanti confirms class orders for their Hitachi train order. You can choose a name for the new East Midlands Railway Class 810 fleet. Northern is to continue with their pacers until the end of 2020. Viva Rail confirms their expansion after borrowing £1.5 million. Face coverings become mandatory aboard English trains. And the rail bailout has cost £3.5 billion so far, but there's no end in sight. Okay, doke. So we're here with James. Uh, we've just run through the uh, headlines, so you know what stories we're going to be talking about. Um, but I think the first story was that Avanti have confirmed their uh, the class numbers for their taxi train order. Um, so we can have a look at that. So they've, they've got... Uh, Along the, what is it? The West Coast Main Line. Am I right? Uh, yeah, West Coast, yeah, West Coast Main Line. Well, they've just put in their order for the eight oh fives and the eight oh sevens. So that'll be the 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 designation the designation for the Intercity Express trains ordered by Avanti West Coast uh, for the Hitachi Rail Europe. Uh, it's all been funded by a company called Rock Rail and then another company called ASI. In a 350 million deal, the trains are due to enter traffic from 2022. Uh, 13 five-car bi-mode class 805 will be delivered, so that's 805001 to 805 double, uh, sorry 013, um, as well as 10 seven-car electric class 807s, that's 807001 to 807010. Um, that's just in case you forgot how to count. Uh, so they will be built at Hitachi's Newton Acliffe facility in the northeast. The 807s will operate between London, Houston, the West Midlands and Liverpool. The 805s will run from Houston to North Wales. The latter will enable AWFC to dispense with its Class 221 Super Voyager fleet. So what do you think of that, James? Well, excited to see new trains. Um... Exactly, yeah, that'll be. It. Do you think them? Well, well, what do you think they'll go to Glasgow Central? Uh, well, I'm sure they will at some point. Like, yeah, Because yeah. even if there's like a another train that can't run, they'll send one up, or yeah, they just might change plans and send some up to Glasgow. Because obviously we've got the two 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 twenties. Yeah, I think yeah, wrong. Yes. Uh, so we see that. Anti-ones, okay. Uh, I don't know if are, are they still plain white, really, right? Or have they managed to get any of them into the? I know there's some. No, yeah, the... there's uh, there is a couple in uh, Avanti livery now, but uh, not all of them yet, and not all the Pendolinos are in Avanti livery yet either. No, um, and then so the Voyagers. I don't. Are, are there any Voyagers for Avanti? To Avanti on any Voyagers? Yes. Yeah, that is the. Uh, oh, is that two twenty? Yeah, right, I'm thinking of the pen- what's the pen- pendulum? Three ninety. Ah, three ninety, of course, yeah. Um, and then, well, you were we were talking about it yesterday. The fact that we're we're praying that maybe one day we'll get to see maybe uh, Scottville own, yeah, own some uh, yeah. kind of a Zuma. I know they're not Azumas, but yeah, uh, people can call them that. Yeah, somewhere in the eight hundreds. Um. So the next story, if I can find it, was that uh, you're now able to uh, name uh, or choose a name for the new East Midlands Railway Class 810 fleet. 
So I need to find that uh, that news story. I think I think it. I'm not sure where we actually found this. Do you remember where we found this? I think it might be. In... Actually, whilst I'm finding this this story, I might have a little, very brief discussion about where we get our news stories from. Um. So, I know that uh, we haven't had any questions yet, but there may at some point be a couple of questions as to where we actually source our uh, news stories from. So. There's a bunch of different places where we're sourcing from, um, especially uh, I, I go on before we do all these and I search up for some interesting stories. And sometimes I avoid the uh, the stories in which I find may not be so interesting for those listening. It's, it's not just for super, super avid train supporters that know everything about trains. It might just be something that something a bit new to someone that, if you, you don't have to be really, really into trains to understand a lot of the stuff that we're talking about. Um, but yeah, so this, this, the main websites that we use is there's one called uh, the Rail News Magazine. Uh, there's Rail Advent. Um, and then there is... Oh, what's the other one? I think it's actually just called Rail News. There's a website just that's called Rail News. So there's a the Rail Magazine, a Rail News website, and then there's Rail Advent, and we use all of them. Uh, to, to source the, the stories. Um, okay, the next story was that you can choose a name for the new East Midlands Railway Class 810 fleet. So the East Midlands Railway, they have launched a competition to create a brand name for its Class 810 bi-mode trains. Uh, Hitachi is building 33 five-car trains for the operator. They will enter traffic from April 2020, and EMR has said that entries must reflect train heritage, history, or character of the East Midlands or technological advancements, uh, if they are possibly uh, uh, the deadline uh, for suggestions is June the 26th. Uh, you can suggest them names at the East Midlands Railway uh, website online. All you have to do is search it up on whatever browser you use. EMR head of New Trains, Rachel Turner, said that we are keen that the name reflects the proud railway heritage that is so strong in this oh, region, not religion. I would have said religion there. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't quite call train spot on religion, but as well as highlighting the special history of East Midlands, we're also looking for a name which showcases the advanced technological side of the trains. Hitachi Rail UK country lead Jim Bruin added that although officially designated uh, the Class 810, I'm excited to see the people of the East Midlands and beyond being challenged to come up with a new name for the fleet. Hmm. Interesting. What's, uh, what's Japanese for West? Um, I'm not actually sure. Because I know that Azuma is Japanese for north. Sorry, east, east, east. And that's why they've named them that, I imagine. Uh, west is Nishi. Not as the catchy. Nishi fleet. <laughs> not as catchy, but, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, okay, it doesn't have Zoom in it. Um, but there, you know, <laughs> Nishi, the Nishi fleet. Yeah. I do like the look of the trains, though. I quite like the kind of purple, the royal purple colour. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, they are cool. Um and they did that what well, they've got the two twenties, the Voyagers are also in that livery, aren't they? In the EMR. Uh, no. yeah, do they not have uh, I think so. Uh not actually I could, sure I could swear I there's you show me you show me a picture of some yeah, I, I don't I know what it was. was. I believe it was. Okay. So there's certainly something in that livery. Um uh should we move on to the next story? The next story was that Northern uh, is, to, is to continue with their Pacers until the end of 2020. Um, so I've never understood it because I've not got any sort of kind of emotional attachment towards these trains because I just have never really... I don't think I've ever seen... No, I have seen a Pacer. I have seen a Pacer, but I've never seen them so many times that I've got an actual attachment to them. Uh, I mean, have I, you ever seen a piece of I have I've seen one in York when I was there in October uh, but I, I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure people just like talk about them as much just for more of a laugh than a um, I don't think they okay. genuinely like the trains because obviously it's interesting <laughs> that there used to be buses and stuff that uh, I think they're pretty poor to ride yeah. on but um, uh, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, they, I, I'm going to be honest. They they aren't attractive, you know. They're no, certainly not. No, they don't. No, no. Right. 
Anyway, so Northern is to continue with their Pacers until the end of 2020. The government uh, has... I don't know what I'm reading here. Yeah, sorry. Further dispensation for the Pacers um, to continue operating with Northern has been approved for, by the Department for Transport. Uh, in separate letters signed by DR, sorry, DFT Managing Director of Passenger Services, Peter Wilkinson, on behalf of the Secretary of State for Transport and dated May 26th, permission to retain 13 class 142s and 20 class 144s, which was confirmed. Um, because they failed to meet accessibility regulations that come into force from January the 1st, the Pacers had already received dispension to operate beyond that date to May the 31st for 24 two class 142s and to August the 31st for 13 two class, uh, two car, sorry, 142s. I think I said two class before, two car uh, class 142s. And one four fours. Um, with the first of those dates now passed, the additions additional uh, dispension is required. Uh, there's a there's a lot to say here, but I mean, it's saying it's going to cost them. They were needed to cover for the late delivery of class seven six nines, uh, the flex buy modes and CAFs, uh, their five hundred million multiple unit fleet. Ooh, I remember. It's a bit like um, the story about Union South Africa because they said that uh, she was going to go out, uh, she was going to retire, um, and now it's staying on for another year at, um, or oh, I can't remember where it was, but I'm pretty sure Pacers had a farewell tour pretty recently, and now they're, yeah. they're coming, they're staying on, so you know it's giving people a bit of. Oh yeah, I actually. I've just seen something on Real Advent, which I imagine we'll talk about uh, in the heritage section. In fact, no, you know what? I'm just going to add this in right now because it isn't exactly heritage. It's about tornado. So let's let's have a look. Um, yeah, it says that realtors with steam locomotive tornado could. Oh, sorry, it could return. So it's got nothing to do with that. I thought it was something saying it wasn't going to return, uh, but they were could return by September 2020. All right, you know what? We'll we'll do that later. We'll look at that yeah, later. Yeah, um, but that's just an, an ad headline. Um, the next story was that uh, Viva Rail has confirmed their expansion after borrowing one point five million pounds. So, I mean, before this, I hadn't, I had no idea who Viva Rail were. Um, but yeah, it looks like they they own is it two thirties? Uh, yeah, pretty yeah. ugly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, if you'd like drawn some creases on the front, it would have looked like a pug. Oh, God. Um, oh, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Oh, I feel a bit bad now. I'm, I'm one of these people that's not a big fan of pugs. I feel a bit bad for them. I feel like breeding pugs is like breeding uh, dogs with asthma. Um, poor dogs. Anyway, that's not what this is about. Uh, trade rebuilder Viva Rail's plans to expand has received a boost after it was able to secure a loan worth £1.5 million. The company was founded five years ago and bought many former district line cars from London Underground. Their aluminium bodies, although 40 years old, uh, are still capable of being used in refurbished trains, which are being offered as economical and environmentally friendly. Hmm. For all trains, that's pretty impressive. Um, yeah. After some teething problems, Viva Rail gained orders for its converted trains for service with the West Midlands Trains franchise and transport for Wales. It's now established a class 230s or the D trains. Uh, I see that. Yep. Uh, uh, have also been chosen as the next generation of rolling stock for the Isle of Wight. Oh, poor Isle of Wight. Where the Vivo Rail units are set to replace the 1938 London Underground tube trains, which have been running between Ryde and Shankland for many years. So Isle of Wight is a bit like the hand-me-down place for trains. Um, the modular and fully accessible Viva Rail units can run on diesel or electric motors, and trials have been carried out with battery options, including battery hybrid versions. Ooh, yeah. well, there's a bit more. There's a bit more, but I'll leave that out. It's all about the the people that have invested. But uh, there's a, a French a French funds account has invested. Well, it actually doesn't sound like that much after we've just talked about like 150 million worth. But they've invested 500,000 to the Isle of Wight uh, Transport Company and Transport for Wales. 
Yeah. Well, enjoy, people from Isle of Wight. You've got some lovely pug trains heading your way. Yeah. Um, or D trains. Lovely. That's what Very they seem to be called. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I mean, to be fair, it's not like... It's not like the three fives are extremely attractive, but I'd certainly say they're more attractive than that. Oh yeah, yeah. But I guess it's more because I'm pretty sure the Isle of Wight trains. I think they're pretty poor over there. They're pretty old trains. So I guess it'll be good for the people that actually travel, not really the train spotters. It'll be good to have a new train with yeah. air, air conditioning and comfier seats, etc. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, what what was it? Nineteen thirty-eight. The descent. Uh, yeah. Or the the underground shift trains. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, okay. So it's a bit of a step up for them, um, to get some maybe a few a few nicer trains. Uh, the next the next story was that face coverings have now become mandatory uh, aboard English trains. Now we have talked a little bit about how face coverings, sorry, but this is the official news that passengers on trains and trams in England. This is England uh, solely for now. Must wear face coverings from today, but that's actually a lie because this was three days ago. So from three days ago, uh, you must wear a face mask whilst travelling on English trains. And that's at the risk that if you're uh, found not to be wearing one, you may fall for a £100 fine um, if you're failing to comply with these rules. The Department for Transport has said that more than 3,000 extra staff will be on duty to advise and help passengers, although service levels are being gradually increased to add capacity. The DFT emphasised, I think that's the Department, oh sorry, that's the, that's the Department for Transport. So the Department for Transport emphasised that the advice is clear that people should continue to avoid taking public transport where possible. Face coverings for people using trains and other public transport remain strongly advised uh, in the rest of the United Kingdom, but they are not mandatory and there are no penalties for ignoring the advice. The English rules also apply uh, on all other forms of trans public transport, such as buses and ferries. The Mayor of London, Sadiq Khan, has also been considering making these uh, coverings compulsory on Transport for London services since at least the 21st of May. So that, I'm assuming that means buses and other sorts of public transport and was reported to be pressing uh, for nation nationwide law, uh, but the new English regulations cover all rail, bus and other services from today, including the London Underground. Some train operators have been reinforcing the message by putting masks on some of their more high-profile trains. Avanti West Coast is applying face mask designs on some of its Pendolinos at Longsight Depot in Manchester, and Great Western is unveiling a mass intercity express at Brit Bristol Temple Meads today. Or three days ago. Yeah, it looked pretty good. Yeah, I mean, interesting. At first glance, it doesn't really look like a face mask, I must say. But... Yeah, I know. When I seen the first picture of the yellow one on the GWR, I was like, what's happened to the front of the train? But then I was like, oh, it's a face mask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, um, see, if you're travelling, say, from, I don't know, Edinburgh to Newcastle. Yeah. But technically, I mean, I as if it, this is like a this is certainly not a rule you should really be trying to bend in any in any way. But you could not wear a face mask up until Beric upon Tweed. <laughs> yeah, and then very much. Tweed. As soon as you cross over that bridge, you're then not complying with the but rules. But of course, we suggest be... you do wear a face mask if traveling, and hoping yeah, that's if you are traveling, essential travel only. Yeah, exactly. Don't be travelling to, say, Newcastle from Berwick-upon-Tweed if you fancied a trip to Primark. Because I've seen some of these ridiculous queues on Sky News about the like queues of over 200 people, try or Primark or Primark, wherever, whatever you call it, trying to get into Primark or Primark to spend £2 on a vest. It's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, um, I did see you... Yeah, I seen on the news about a big crowd crowding around the shop. I don't know if it was Primark or another shop, but it didn't look very good. Yeah, don't be worrying about your image right now. Everyone looks crap. No, it's just lockdown. God, I've got a blonde nose from hay fever, and my hair is growing longer than the East Coast mainland. But again, so you know. Yeah. Yeah. 
Just, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bother about your image, and certainly don't. Then again, why is anyone bothering about their image and popping to Primark or Primark? I don't know. Gucci stores, there are a lot more empty. Um, and they charge you a million times the price. Uh, the real bailout has cost £3.5 billion so far, but there's no end in sight, says the Rail News website. Uh, the cost of keeping the passenger railway operating during the COVID-19 pandemic has reached uh, just over £3.5 billion. Uh, according to the Rail Minister, Chris Heaton-Harris, he was answering a parliamentary question raised by Labour MP Ian Mearns, who represents Gateshead. Uh, Mr Heaton-Harris said that since the outbreak of COVID-19, the government has, proved, has approved £3.5 billion of additional expenditure to ensure that vital rail services continue to operate. One of this additional of this additional expenditure, £2.9 billion relates to the 2021 financial year. Uh, it is not yet possible to, to provide an estimate of the total cost in current to date. The Rail Minister was also unable to say what will happen after September when the present emergency measures run out. Until then, normal franchises in England have been replaced by management contracts under the Department for Transport to pays operators' costs <clears throat> and collects all revenue. The operators are receiving manage management fees uh, calculated as up to 2% of each franchise's cost base, and the Minister revealed that there will be no payouts until the end of the first six months of emergency measures. Wow. So we're running out of money as far as... Uh, COVID-19 fees for trains are concerned. Yeah. But then again, I'm completely blaming that, you know, and certainly in ScotRail's case, on ScotRail, because I, whenever, I went to TrainSpotting once, completely away in the countryside where no one else was there. We have a video on our TrainSpotting YouTube channel if you would like to see that. Plug, plug. <clears throat> and the trains were empty. Completely empty. Like there was no one yeah. on them. But then they still need to run because they, they don't actually know that no one's actually going to get on the train. No, I get that. But but given the capacity, you know, given the lack of people that were on them, do you think they could at least cut the services to, you know, to rather than... Well, they were, they were cut then. Yeah. It was down to... It was very low. It was, I think it was 40% of train services that were running. It's went up to 60 now, I believe. Don't... No, I'm not but wouldn't sure. that be implied that then there was only 40% of the population that usually use train services using the trains when really actually 40% is still quite a lot given that I'm sure it was, it's probably more like 15% if that of the population that usually use trains that are currently using trains so yeah I, I don't know but, but uh, I'm not sure about it I guess they still need to run no matter what because there are still people that need to go work or have essential shopping for family or anything that they need to travel for. But, you know. Yeah. Well, where we are, you know, where we are, it's hard to say. But, uh, you know, right now it's not, you know, it's, it's certainly not very, uh, certainly not very busy on the railway where we are. But who knows what it's like abroad or or on the other side of the border, anyway. Yeah. Oh, well, well, that's us run through the news. Uh, I think now we should move on to the interview. So, uh, James, would you like to introduce the person that we were interviewing, Ryan? Yes, so Ryan, uh, our guest today is Ryan. He runs the British Railway Features um, account on Instagram. Uh, so we're basically just going to talk about how he runs the account and why he created it just as always yeah and it was it was, it was a good interview yeah. so yeah we hope you enjoy it hi there ryan welcome on to train talk how are you doing hi i'm good thanks yeah how have you been doing during lockdown have you been managing to keep up with the train spotting or um yeah just about um as i'm where i can really because i don't live anywhere near any train lines yeah so make it a little bit more difficult yeah and you live in the north of england so it's well again there, i'm sure that a lot of it was it wasn't that active during lockdown um on the railways yeah well quiet, 
we've got a few questions about the one of the uh, rail features accounts that you run, which is the British Railway Features. Um, so we've just got a few questions to ask about that and just how you run it and how uh, what it's like to run a feature account. So yeah, let's get let's get on with the questions. Yeah. So let's as always go back to the very beginning of this account. What made you create it in the first place? Um, well, it started off with an afternoon train spotting, really. Um, it was between, well, me and the other owner were there. Um, and he just suggested made my feature account, and we just went, and that's how it started, really. Right, yeah. So when was this? Um, August 22nd last year, I think. Oh, so last year. So like, for like such a young account, you've gained a fair amount of followers. Yeah, I think it's just from having the word spread around about us. Yeah. Um, from a few other accounts as well. Well, so you know, you're you're very young. So, uh, sorry, not not you. Your account is very young. Um, so did you at the very start? Did you did you use other people's pictures? Uh, so as in, were you originally a feature account, or or were you were you a, another account? Or you just have a plain normal account at the start? Um, it's just always been a feature account from day one. So. Did you struggle to find pictures to feature at the very start? Pardon? Did you struggle at the start to find pictures to feature? Um, not really. Um, a couple of our friends helped us out by using the hashtag as well. Uh-huh. Yeah, so like when someone uses the hashtag... What process do you go through when choosing your next post? So we um, look for images that capture our attention easily and yeah. won't stand out from others. Yeah. So how many people, well, what number of posts have actually used your hashtag? Do you know the number? Um, I think it's around 3,950. Wow. When I last checked. Yeah, so that's, that's getting on for 4,000 posts. You're, you're doing really well for such a new account. Um, is there a particular class of train in which you see a lot of, like photos of? We do, we do see a lot of um, Class 800 all over now. As they're, they're now pretty much dominating the railways everywhere. Yeah. There is yeah. a for them as well now. Is um, it... Along with like freight moves, so like the Class 66, we get quite high demand for uh, features for them. Yeah. On that on that subject, do you have a favourite class of train? I thought we do. It is uh, the class of 81. Ah, nice. Brilliant. Oh, yeah. Well, there was a... This is just going off on a mini-tangent, but have you seen the stories... You probably won't have, actually, given it's probably not that relevant to you at all, uh, the complete wrong side, but have you seen any of the stories about the... What, Grand Union? Is that the name of the new company, James? Yeah. Uh, there's apparently a new company that's going to be running services from Stirling to London, Houston, and London, Houston to what's this? What's this? Uh, Clinefly, yeah. Have you have you seen that? So when yeah, yeah. So uh, when when the ninety ones retire from L and E R, or at least a lot of them retire, hopefully Grand Union will buy them back. I don't know what can it, do you think you'll have any opportunity to see that? I think I probably would see a few if I went to somewhere on the south of the west coast mainland but um given the fact that northeast england that may be a bit difficult yeah to... yeah kind of the wrong wrong area uh yeah. well do you train spot yourself sorry i think i've stolen james's question there but do, I'll, I'll ask you that it's all right, it's do, all right. do you train spot yourself uh yeah i do um just whenever i can get the chance really um i normally will get a bus down to Morpeth, so that's my local station yeah, um, I can't really do that at the minute. No, of the yeah. obvious you ever tempted to uh, upload one of your own, one of your own pictures? Give yourself a wee feature. Tempted, but, um, occasionally, I will do a moderated special just right. with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. fair play. Yeah, exactly. Is Show off your own skills. <laughs> How scattered are the location, the locations of the pictures that you receive? So, uh, you know, you know, are, do you, are the majority of them in England or are they just all over the country? Um, I'd say about 60% of them are in England and then 
the other forty percent will come from Wales and Scotland. But um, yeah, do get locations from everywhere, all over mm-hmm. Maine and Britain. Do you have any particular people you'd like to shout out for, you know, based on their quality of their photos or their persistence to offer them to you? You know, if you had to pick two um, people, who would they be? I think 37601 Rock, because his picks are genuinely amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen a couple of them. Mm. And then um, LNER Trains as well. He gets amazing pictures. He's definitely worth the I recognise that. I didn't recognise the first account, but I'll need to. I'll definitely need to look him up. I'm sure we follow him. Actually, we do follow him. I, don't follow, we? I follow both of them. I know. I right. Seen, okay. Seen yeah. Pictures. Um. Well, where whereabouts are they based? I imagine the L and R ones somewhere along the uh, uh, East Coast Main Line. Yeah, he's um mainly York area. Right. Okay. He gets picked all up. Really. And the other account? Uh, 37601 Rock gets picked mainly from Scotland. Right, okay. Yeah. I think he's an All right. Yeah, that's a good a good place to spot, that's for sure. Um, certainly one of the best in Scotland, I'd say. What would you say your role is then as a, as a feature page? Because, you know, obviously, to put it plainly and maybe, in, maybe minorly offensively, this is not meant with any intent of uh, offense yeah. uh really a lot of what a feature account is is just taking other people's photos willingly and then posting them to advertise their account but you know what what would what would you say you feel as a role as doing you know in being an owner of one of these accounts well you've hit the nail pretty much on the head there but um we see it trying to help other accounts and uh trying to give some people rewards for uh doing like the hobby and all that. Yeah. No, I think that actually feature accounts probably don't get as much recognition as they as they should because really you're kind of the heart, the throwing heart of this of this community helping get get other people's uh content out there. And I think that's partly what this this podcast is about really for us is trying to one, get interesting people to talk about what they do in the drink community and showing that the drink community isn't just a bunch of old fat men that sit <laughs> Taking numbers. <laughs> oh yeah, well I mean, there's def- nothing, absolutely no hatred towards them. They're sometimes the most interesting people to talk to, but generally the stereotypes are. <laughs> no, I know, but no, that I mean, I feel like I can definitely see some Instagram messages coming in right now saying, "What the hell are you saying?" No. Um, <laughs> No, what I really mean is that you know there's there's a lot there's a stigma. It'd be weird if they could they see themselves as old fat men, but you know. Yeah, exactly. No, but there's definitely stigma around it that uh, you know that these these there's train spars are just boring people, um, and I think that this this whole podcast is about one advertising other people's accounts and businesses and companies and things to do with this and showing that there is more than just that. And it's also, you know, yeah. and it's great that we're able to find someone that, that does just that and is advertising and helping build these other smaller accounts and, um, and and expose them to other people that maybe haven't seen them before. So as a feature account creator and runner, what would you say the workload is like for you? Do you have other people helping you? Um, the moderating of British Rowing Features is myself and the other owner, Joss, um, I do quite a lot of the work and it'll occasionally do a few bits and pieces around the place. But yeah, mm-hmm. if you message the account or you get a feature from it, 95% of the time it'll be me. Yeah. So um, would having mods on the account be something that you'd be interested in doing? I think probably in the future, once the account grows a bit more, hopefully, um, we'll definitely consider having moderators to uh, help keep the workload on us. Yeah. Yeah, well, given it's just you right now, talk us through, like, a typical post day. Well, what would it be like for you? Um. Well, it would normally consist of doing, like, two to five features on the account, which would mainly be done in the evening. But... Okay, so every day's a post day. Yeah. Um, every day, apart from Sundays, normally. Okay, the day off. Ten. Sunday's my day off, yeah. Yeah. 
So you find the picture through your hashtag, through you know one or two of the three thousand nine hundred, nearly four thousand pictures. <clears throat> uh, once you find the picture you want, what do you do then? Um. Well, the feature I then need to screenshot it, and then I go into my editing app, which is called Snapseed, and then I'll put I'll watermark on, and then I'll um, crop the image down so none of the um post information's there, and then get it uploaded onto Instagram pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, and would you say you're, you've got some loyal followers that are constantly looking at your account daily to see when you're posting and they're immediately double-clicking on that I image? I'd say some followers do know when we're going to post because they've either been following us from the start or they've just learned our posting schedule-ish over time. Yeah. But there isn't really a posting schedule. It's just get some features up yeah. Monday or Saturday when you can and then up Sunday off. It's more of a schedule than we do. You know, at least you're every day. Um so well so you, I know you, you say so you're picking from these three thousand, four thousand pictures, but how do you actually decide? You know, you've got a lot of pictures at your disposal. Um so how do you how do you pick? Um well we've only featured about Oh, at most one thousand of them. So I've still got quite a few left to feature. That's, that's bright. Still, you've got like I just try a quarter of the images you're given. That's bright. I I would I that's I would have thought it would have been a hell of a lot less than a quarter of the images you're given. That's really really good. Yeah. Um. Some days we do do an occasional few bonus features as well, but they're few and far between these days. But Mm -hmm. yeah well do you think looking towards the future uh do you see much more growth from your from your from your account you know currently sitting around 600 yeah i can see uh, um hopefully if the uh, support carries on as it is i can see 1k by the end of the year 1k which yeah. would be an amazing achievement for us considering the account's been going for less than a year. Exactly. Yeah, it's a, it's a very young account, and uh, you've got a couple of other feature accounts as well, don't you? And they're they're one of them in particular is doing very well. Yes, uh, GB Rail Features is my main other account, which I am um, like the head moderator of. Yeah. So I do features on there. I think it's three days a week, and then I've got two other mods that do. The other four days, and then there's the owner who doesn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. Well. Uh. Well. We can always put a block in this so that he doesn't hear that. Um. Right. Will you Will you just continue what you're doing? Do you think? Uh. Or do you think you may have some other projects or ideas up your sleeve for for this account? Um, I wouldn't be surprised if there was any new ideas, or, BRF styled ideas coming in the future but at the moment I think it'll stay how it is possibly would a YouTube you, channel would you ever maybe consider making a feature page for like aviation or boat or buses or just like any other type of public transport potentially it's always on the cards the um, options always there but as it stands at the minute I can't see it happening currently you're, you, you sound you know you sound fairly busy yeah, I'm a, I'm a busy bee when it comes to feature pages. Yeah. And a bonus question for me, right? Obviously, a hobby, generally, there isn't money associated in that. But we have seen some rare cases where people are able to benefit from it financially. Do you see a way of doing this, you know, with, with, with the amount of accounts that you own? Do you think this is you have a career in maybe doing something like this? Or do you think you've got a financial... I don't know, fall back in something like this? I can't see me making a career out of this, but I mean, there's always a chance, but... Yeah, I mean, it's a rare thing, it would be one of the first. Which I'll try to grow. I'll see how that goes first, and then... What's that? Sorry, I think I spoke over you. What What is it you're, you're trying to do, you say? 
I'll, I'll try and grow my YouTube channel first, the one that I have myself. Uh-huh, yeah. Which has nothing to do with the feature pages. Well, go ahead, you say that. What, what What's your YouTube channel name? Uh, Ryan's Transport Videos. Ryan's Transport Videos. And is that just a bunch of different... Is that just random uh, public transports of trains, buses, all sorts? Or... Mainly trains and buses with an occasional video something else. Okay. Whenever I feel like recording, basically. Fair but enough. Yeah, that's interesting. It'll be bus journeys and train spotting. Yeah. Well... No, that's good. We'll, we'll definitely have to check that out. But uh, thank you very much so far, anyway, for coming on for uh, for coming on the show. And you know, by the sounds of it, you've got some other things that you could look at doing, maybe at some point in the future, uh, if you find some help with what you're doing currently uh, to to help you with the workload. But uh, no, it's been sorry, it's been such a short interview. But you know, there's only so many questions we can really think of to ask for this sort sort of thing. But yeah, definitely great to have you on again if uh, if you're doing something new as well or anything else, additional things. We could have you on to talk about your other accounts as well. Uh, yeah, I'm on that if you want to. Absolutely. Yeah, perfect. No, that, that, no, that's good to have you there for that. Uh, so, no, we'll, we'll give you a shout at some point soon, maybe within the next couple of series. Uh, but for now, thank you very much for coming on the show. Uh, and we'll speak to you next time, Ryan. Yeah, yeah thank you. Thank you, Ryan. Let's see you later. Okay, that was yeah, that was that was a brilliant interview. I, I'd say it was it was a nice and sharp one there, Ryan. But yeah, uh, as we I did say, I think that you know there's only so much you can really talk about with this uh, with a feature account. Um, but no, no, it was, he's obviously he's running some some brilliant accounts there, uh, and he's getting some you know he's helping people get some really good exposure. Uh, so yeah, great interview again, as always. Uh, but now we've got the we're going to move on to some uh, heritage railway news, because um, <clears throat> we've been lacking in it a little bit throughout the past weeks, past couple of weeks. Yeah. On the, the episodes. So when I was looking through a couple of magazines, uh, the first story that I found that was well, I mean there were quite a lot of origin like standing out stories saying that you know pe- people are managing to raise more money now that they're doing set different things that are uh, raising money uh to help get the railway back to the way it the way it should have been uh great. if this hadn't all happened you know you know with all the money coming in through yeah. for loads and loads of different things you know uh but but now they're able to raise it through funding uh by doing lots of different things i've seen one of the railways is doing like a a virtual tour. Alright. Um, but I've seen to start us off, that's called Ellis Mori has completed a lockdown marathon in aid of three heritage railway lines closed by the pandemic. By completing a twenty six point seven five mile journey over Friends seven and a quarter inch gorge gauge railway um in the Anglesey in seven hours using a hand crank 26.75 miles wow yeah he's donated the the money he's he's raised to Langolan as as, I don't know how you say that is it Langolan Langolan Vale of Reichdahl and Keithley and Worth Valley Railway Uh, he raised 15 Sorry, one thousand five hundred pounds, uh, uh, and donated it. And you can still donate to him uh, if you would like at his GoFundMe page. So that's GoFundMe.com/f/raising-steam-marathon. That's a very generous uh, thing for him to do. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but then again, I bet it was kind of, I bet it was quite fun. He's made yeah, himself yeah. a little railway. Yeah. Um. Uh, the next story, I think, James, you you have, don't you? Uh, yes, I do. Um, I've got it here. Let me just get it up. Yeah, so basically a new spur uh, has occurred to link the National Railway Museum in York to the main line. So um, a new long-siding uh, linking the National Railway Museum to the East Coast main line uh, forms part of the latest planning application for the York Central Regeneration development. Um, yeah, the application to City of York Council 
unlocks the 111-acre site to allow development to including up to 2,500 homes and a million square feet of office and hotel space. Wow. Creating 6,500 jobs. It also includes plans for a new bridge across the ECML. So, yeah, what else we got? The eastern end of the line will provide a new route to the NRM visitor experience ride, which will cross the foot and cycle path only at the start and at the end of the day. New buffer stops will be constructed at each end of the visitor experience line. That way... That'd be wow. great for. So it'd be full reason. gauge railways. Yes. Yeah. It will be. Wow. That'd be pretty cool. I think it's. I, I've seen a picture, and I'm pretty sure it's a bridge over the existing railway already going into York, and it'll connect up at the other side. But I'm not sure where uh-huh. about. Uh, wow. I wonder how they'd work that. I wonder how they do that. No, no. I mean, obviously, the National Rail Museum itself right now is, is cool enough itself, and to add in a, a full railway to it would be pretty cool. Yeah, like an additional railway. Um, another little story for all you royalists out there. Um, is that Prince Harry has introduced uh, uh, a new Thomas episode? Uh, I know this is a really heritage railway and. The more I say this, I can't really... Be- I don't know why on earth I'm reading you this, but I'm just going to give you a brief... It's just... For some reason, it was in one of these magazines. Um, so Prince Harry has made an international Thomas and the Tank Engine debut by introducing a new 22-minute special episode of the Reverend Wilbert Audrey's uh, The Railway Series, uh, marking its 75th anniversary. And that's this year, uh, 75th anniversary this year. Yeah, the episode Thomas and Friends, The Royal Engine, features the Queen and Prince Charles as a child as animated characters and introduces a new locomotive character, Duchess of Loughborough, um, which is voiced by British actress Rosamund Pike. She said, it, I have a big responsibility to play Duchess, uh, who is a lovely, warm, bubbly sort of effervescent engine that I am incredibly drawn to uh, because she is very anxious to get things right. God, imagine talking about a train like that. I know. What a bubbly character. Uh, oh, to be fair, if it's a steam engine, it probably is a bit bubbly with all that steam. Yeah. I'm born. Introduced by Harry, the episode sees the flat controller, Sir Thompson Hat, uh, taken by Thomas to Buckingham Palace to receive uh, an honour. At, <clears throat> at the start of the episode, the Duchess of Sussex sits in an armchair reading the adventure from a Thomas book. It was recorded in January before Harry and his wife Meghan moved to North America after quitting as senior royals. Right. Probably, yeah, that's enough of that. There's probably mixed reviews, uh, even though it's just reading a little book or the episode, sorry. Um, probably still mixed reviews yeah. from people <laughs> that are against what they're doing uh, at the moment. But, yeah. What? <laughs> Getting some publicity from by uh, by reading yeah. Thomas the Tiger and they'll find some way scripts. to be enraged about that, but you know what royalists, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was another story saying that paces are bringing an entire touch of class to War Valley. They bring twenty three different uh, class one four four pacers DMUs. Twenty three of them. Are going to Worth Valley. Wow. I think it's just for storage. Stretching in both directions at Keithley Station, as far as the eye can see, has history been made on the Keithley and Worth Valley Railway. Uh, with the first ever storage of an entire class of this size, 23 class 144 Pacers DMUs at one heritage venue. The venue earning move uh, came because there was insufficient space uh, on the national network to store stock. While so many trains are not in use to reduced uh, operating frequencies in the COVID-19 crisis. Closed by the coronavirus pandemic, which has left the line divided by the suspension of the Bridge 11 replacement works, uh, an entire class of traction has been stored at the bottom of the Keithley and Rathfalia Railway. All 23 Class 144 Pacer DMUs still in operation 
operational service and representing the entire class as manufactured, uh, having stored it at the Heritage Lines Keithley Station by Operator Northern, pending a decision on their future. Now, earlier we were talking about whether I'd seen a pacer, and this is where I have seen a pacer before. It was catching a train from Cecil, the beautiful set, uh, station that is Cecil, which is, I think, one of our first episodes, uh, one of the first videos we have on YouTube yeah. is taken from Cecil. Um, and I've caught it from Cecil to Leeds. So I have been on a pacer, and I've never been able to hear it good since. Because I remember being rather loud. Yeah, I know. Uh, so I imagine being dead. Twenty-three. So that's what 40, 46 carriages basically. <laughs> um, so for storage. You have a calculator. Then. Yeah. Don't lie. Uh, <laughs> I know. I struggled with that one. Wait, uh, how how many cars are they each? Two. Is it, is it you, I think it's usually two car. So I think that's about forty-six cars. A lot. Yeah. So wait, are they using it All for right, storage? Okay, so you, okay, so you probably didn't need to use it. Yeah, a calculator. No, I, I apologize. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, sorry. No, that makes me look bad now because I've said that you had to, you couldn't times twenty three by uh, two. Struggle with that one. Oh, sorry, oh, that's all right. That's all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, do you want to read? I think there's another one about tornado. Uh, yes, I have one here. So there's a thing that rail tours uh, with Tornado could return by September this year. So Tornado rail tours have posted an update regarding COVID-19 with plans underway to hopefully see the engine return to mainline tours later this year. Although at the planning stage and subject to change, four rail tours have been penciled for September. These are the Aberdonian, so that's Edinburgh to Aberdeen, which we will be able to see. Uh, that's Edinburgh to Aberdeen and return on the 3rd of September. Uh, the same. Uh, what uh, Edinburgh to Aberdeen and then back. It'll be through uh, via Perth, so via Stirling. It will be. All oh, right, okay. I thought they usually go but, through. Do they not usually No, go I think possibly the 3rd of September Aberdonian will be via Stirling. And then the tenth, the okay. ones on thirty, the tenth might be via the normal route, or I think they might do it. The return will go down along Fourth Rail Bridge, etc. All right. Okay. Um, so two Aberdonians uh, on the twelfth, the Queen of Scots, York to Edinburgh and Stirling and return. So very close to home. Ooh, it's going to Stirling. Yes, it's Stirling. Saturday, Saturday the twelfth of September. The Queen of Scots, so York to Edinburgh and Stirling. And return, so it'll be turning at Sterling. I guess uh, we'll be definitely going to go and see in that. Oh, um, yes, yeah, so that's on the 12th, and on Saturday the 19th, the ticket to ride Darlington to Liverpool and return. Um, Tornado Realtors are doing their best to reschedule people who are booked on tours postponed due to COVID 19 to new dates in 2020 where possible. For more information, if you're one of those people, contact their website. So, yeah, some interesting realtors. Nice. Yeah, especially for us. That's we'll exciting. Put that, put that um, on the calendar, 12th of September. Yeah, um, exactly. Well, hopefully, it'll, it'll be running by then. If there isn't another one of these spikes. Yeah, I know. Um, Just have to wait and see. It's all a bit boring. Anyway. Yeah, I'm not going to... Let's not get anyone down by saying anything like that yet. Um, there, although I say that, but I'm about to talk about something that's very, very serious, and I kind of feel... Uh, it's kind of obligatory to say this. Uh, I feel obligated to say this. Uh, the, the trespassers have now been found on most heritage lines in the UK during lockdown, and it is risking lives, and that isn't a joke at all. Um, the local one to us you know, Bonus and Canary Railway, they have been closed. As far as the public know, they are closed until next March. But that doesn't mean that they aren't going to be running uh, maintenance trains that are going to be taking ballast. In fact, they have been doing that. One of the main things they've been doing right now is removing sticks uh, and lorries from the sides of the railway. So for anyone that's out there thinking that because it's a, uh, any of your local... Um, your local heritage railways are classified with bunny ears as being closed. 
it doesn't actually mean they are fully closed. So officials have closed in muddy ears heritage railways across the UK have expressed fears for the safety of members of the public who have seen fit to walk on tracks during the coronavirus pandemic lockdown. You bad words. With railway-paid staff furloughed in mass and many volunteers confined to self-isolation at home, some lines have been locked up and left unattended by circumstance, leaving them vulnerable to trespass. At several lines, officials have issued a stay-away warning to trespassers because engineering trains are still running. Exactly. It's just a joke that people are dumb enough, thick enough to think that just because a heritage railway is close to the public, just like any any railway, there isn't anywhere they have to be maintained. Um, so you know the work trains are continuing to run. The spokesman has said that these these must be local people who you know um, just idiotically think it's safe to walk on the tracks during this COVID nineteen lockdown when our passenger trains are suspended. That's not the case at all. They need to be warned and be aware that quieter worker trains. Uh, hauled by diesel locals are running from time to time still and uh, these usually can't be heard coming until the last minute unlike steam engines yeah um, that's, that's terrible I'm sure a lot of people will disagree in saying oh you know 37 thrash but you know on railways where the where the speed limit's 15 miles per hour and 20 miles per hour you know these uh, these trains can be really really slow and like going at these speeds the rails don't even ring so you could genuinely be caught so short. It's just really, really yeah. silly. So don't do not bother doing that. Don't risk don't risk your lives doing that because it really is a risk to life. Getting hit at fifty miles per hour can kill you. Oh, definitely, definitely. And there's um, more chance of you being it's horrible. It's, it's, it's more chance of you going under the train than just being hit. So you know. Exactly. Um. Okay. Well, just. Very, very, there's there's usually something in, right, the magazine, what magazine is this? I think this is the Heritage Rail magazine. Uh, there's usually something each month that's called the In Brief section. So I think I'd quite like to read just very briefly, because it's in brief, some of the things that they have put down here, and it's really just summing everything up. Uh, so the National Rail Museum has, named as a, has been named as a finalist in the Large Visitor Attraction of the Year category uh, at this year's Visit York Tourism Awards, which was held as a virtual ceremony on Minister FM because the planned venue, the museum itself, was closed during uh, due to COVID-19. The category winner was Castle Howard. The Foxcote Manor Society's WR, uh, so West Coast Railways, uh, I think, Western Railways, 460 number 7822, Foxcote Manor, uh, Foxcote Manor is to return to the West Somerset Railway uh, for the summer season, having spent six months back at its Langolan Railway base. Uh, more than £60,000, uh, around half the costs, has so far been donated towards the overhaul of Crope, uh, which is 462, uh, number 11, Black Prince at the Romney, Hythe and Dimechurch Railway. Uh, the Churnit Valley Railway has raised more than £11,000 for its appeal to buy four more coaches to increase the size of its rakes in readiness for its planned extension into Leek. And finally, Southern Locomotives Limited has been in talks with the 35025 Brook Bank, Brocklebank Line Association, owners of Bullied Merchant Navy Pacific number 35025 Brooklyn, uh, Brocklebank Main, Main Line, uh, about becoming its custodian for storage. Uh, there are no plans to restore it yet. So that's everything in brief for that. And we've got two more stories left, uh, which I'd like to find. But there's a, oh, what's this thing? The Rolling Stock. Yeah, Crew Heritage Centre has now built up 87 trains on display, separate engines. Oh, wow. What do you think of that? Brilliant. Brilliant. When you compare it to something like, if you if you any idea how many trains uh, uh National Rail Museum display? Uh, so what did, was that? Eighty seven they had. Sorry. Yeah. Oh right, I think you said eighteen. Oh, eighty seven. That's a lot. Um, I I'm not actually sure. Yeah, exactly. Probably, I don't know. Uh-huh. National Rail Museum trains probably probably less than that to be honest. Eighty seven is a lot of trains. <laughs> 
Yeah, it is. Um, designer Nightingale Hospital. Sorry, I'm just I'm just actually searching for the next story. Um, I'll just get some info up here. Oh, Dalgora. Oh, I was just um searched it up. So the National Marine Museum have one hundred engines. <laughs> so right, okay, they're catching so they have up. Catching up. I don't know. No. Wait, what did I say? You said eighty-seven. Do not have eighty-seven. Yeah, eighty-seven. So, oh, you mean you mean cruise catching up? Yeah, Sorry, yeah. I'm getting confused. Yeah. I was thinking that wow, maybe your math was worse than I initially <sighs> uh, said earlier. Uh, no, it's just my my stupid brain. Um. So, what one of the last stories in for today that I've seen is that the made that there has now been a major refurbishment plan. Uh, for Ribblehead Viaduct. Now, for anyone that hasn't been to Ribblehead Viaduct, it, I'm sure you've heard of it. It is a, a viaduct in the Yorkshire Dales, uh, it, around Ribblehead area, uh, as the name suggests, kind of Applegate, Apple, Appleby area, I think. I think. Uh, Network Rail has announced that their plans to carry out major repairs uh, to Grade 2 listed Ribblehead Viaduct on the Settle and Carlisle line. Now, James, I recommend, if you haven't seen the story, look up a picture of Ribblehead Viaduct currently I've... and then look at the picture of it right now as what they're planning to do to it. Uh, Actually, I know what it looks kind of angry. like now, but I'm not sure... What it's gonna? What's it? So what am I meant to search up? The refurbishment. The refurbishment uh, that they're gonna. Yeah, refurbishment. Yeah. Have you? Have you? you know what the new road bridge looks like in uh, in Edinburgh? The new for uh, the new fourth road bridge. Oh, don't tell me! Don't tell me. <laughs> it's similar, similar, kind of like modern. Wait, so that, are they like, actually gonna just completely change it from what it looks like right now? Completely ruin it. What's the point? It is a plan. National Park Authority for consent to arrest the uh, the, de- the the deterioration. Uh, why can't I? Why couldn't I say that of the forty-four yard, twenty-four arch structure, which was completed in eighteen seventy-four, with the viaduct opening on August the fifth, eighteen seventy-five, and the completed route of May the first, eighteen seventy-six. The rail infra- infrastructure operator said in its application that there are numerous defects to masonry, uh, fractures to arches and piers, as well as drainage system issues, and that a programme of remedial, uh, rem- remedial, remedial, I don't know how you say that, rem- remedial uh, interventions is required to prevent these defects escalating into a more significant and complex concern. A network rail spokesman has said that the scale of intervention is the uh, minimum required to preserve this iconic structure whilst ensuring the safe running of the Central Carlisle line and the safety of public visiting to enjoy the structure. Well, I tell you what, no one's going to be visiting it if they do this to it because it will no longer be a, his- a historic thing. They are going to completely ruin it. There are no arches in it anymore. They've removed the arches and they've just got full kind of legs like like any other bridge. I can't I haven't, I haven't seen a picture but I can I've just got an image in my head and, and let me tell you it's not good. It's it's not when I said it's like the rail bridge is what I mean is just it looks modern like that. It's probably more like the fourth rail bridge but white. Ah, you know the fourth yeah, the current yeah. fourth rail bridge. So it's yeah ah. anyway I'll send you a picture later on but for now that's just it's it's annoying me a little bit. Um uh, yeah, but they're they're saying that the applications uh, would has stated that it actually could start, they could start the refurbishment later this year, this year. Jeez, oh, oh dear. Um. Well, on that sad note, on that bombshell. No, I'm not going to be like Jeremy Clarkson. On that sad note, that's, that's uh, quite I'd ironic see, actually. Because like... I just when I googled that, googled to see if I could find a picture of it, it said Top Gear have been filming there. So. <laughs> Yeah, have yeah. it. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, that's that, that's it. I'd say that's us. Uh, that we've we've had a brilliant episode today. We've uh, it's been a little bit chilled, yeah. uh, more relaxed than usual. But that's that's just that, for some reason. Yeah, exactly. Uh, 
And James is back. James is back, by the way, everyone, after a week of... Oh, yeah, if you haven't noticed, here. I'm here again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if you haven't noticed, saddles. Um, but, yeah, he's back, and we're back to normal, and we will be uh, continuing next week. This is the seventh episode, I think. Six. Oh, the seventh, yeah, seventh. Sorry. Seventh. Yeah, last week was the sixth. Yeah. But you weren't yeah, here for that, were you? Yeah, that's why I got confused. Yeah. Um, so, yes, that, that this week was the seventh episode, and so we've got three more to go after this week before the end of the series, and then we'll return after a two-week break, I think. I think that's what we were agreed on, but we'll talk a little bit more about it. But it won't be a long break. We'll be back at some point. Um, yes, so thank you very much for listening, uh, and we'll see you next week uh, for another brilliant interview. So I've been Joe. Thank you, James. This has been Train Talk. See you next week.